Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the NFL Digest. It's your girl, Nora Natish, and you guys already know how we do. We talk about five games. We got Nora's game of the week. We have Nora's trash game of the week, and then we have three games that just caught her attention. Before we get to it, letting you guys know there's no view report this week on YouTube because it was election day yesterday and it was time for people to take care of their business. And to be frank, your girl had to take care of her business, her and her producer. So I'm just bringing you guys my NFL Digest, which again, we talk about football, talk about what's going on. Before we jump into football, I just want to let you guys all know Knicks are 5 and 5, which means they in the Eastern Conference, we are in the AC. I just want to say that so I can continue on with some football news. So, we had some crazy games this past um, week. Week nine, uh, week nine was no joke. Week nine really just <laughs> was a lot. Now, my Giants were on a bye, so shout out to the Giants for being on a bye. But we had some really good games and we had some really bad games. But let's start. Let's start with a game that caught my attention that I was a little bit shocked about. And that was the Texans and the Eagles on Thursday Night Football. So the Eagles beat the Texans, continuing to be 8 0, uh, 29 to 17. But the Texans did not play really bad, bad the first half. But in the second half, the Eagles um, swallowed them up. So let's start with the Texans. We got Davis Mills. He threw for 140 to 154 yards, completed 13 out of 22 attempts. He had two touchdowns and two interceptions. The leading rusher was um, Damon Pierce with 27 carries for 139 yards. Our leading receiver was Philip Dorsett with three receptions for 69 yards. So let's go on down to the Eagles. Jalen Hurts, he threw for 243 yards, completed 21 at 27 of the attempts. He had two touchdowns. Their leading rusher was Miles Sanders with 17 carries for 93 yards and one touchdown. Their lead receiver was Dallas um, Goldert, and he had eight receptions for 100 yards and one touchdown. So let's get to it. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. The Texans were actually the first to put the points on the board because Tegan Quinterio caught a two-yard pass from Davis Mills, which resulted in a touchdown. Ka Ain Ka Ain Barron kicked the extra point, making it seven two zero. If I got any of that right, shout out to me. Period. The end of the first quarter, Miles Sanders had a two-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Jake Elliott kicked the extra point, tying the game seven to seven at the end of the first. To in the, in the towards the end of the second, um, Kenneth Gainwell had a four-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Jacob Elliott kicked the extra point, making it fourteen to seven with thirty-seven seconds left on in the half. Chris Moore catches a thirteen-yard pass from from Davis Mills, which results in a touchdown. Ka Ain. Aimi Fairburn kicked the extra point, making it tie the game 14-14 going into halftime. Game looks very competitive right now. It could go up anyway. This be this would have been a huge upset. However, it did not stay so jazzy because AJ Brown 
catches a 17-yard pass from Jalen Hurts in the third quarter, which results in a touchdown. Jake Elliott kicks an extra point, making it 21-14. With a minute and 15 seconds left on the clock, um, K.I.M.E. Uh, Fairborn kicked a 30-yard field goal, making it 17-21. Still anyone's game going into the fourth quarter. At towards the beginning of the fourth quarter, Dallas... Um, Godert, sorry, <laughs> he caught a four-yard pass from Jalen Hurts, which results in a touchdown. Then Hurts and company went for the two-point conversion. Hurts, Jalen Hurts ran it in, making a two-point conversion good, making it 29-17. to And that was the last time either team touched the end zone. This game shocked me because literally the, the Texans played a really good game for three quarters. They were able to really keep up in the fourth quarter things got a little bit dicey but this again Texans play hard for one one and six in one team they play really hard and this game wasn't uh, automatic you know buy for the Eagles the next game I want to talk about was the Dolphins and Bears game the Dolphins beat the Bears 35 to 32 but when I tell you this game showed how talented Justin Fields is when even if he seems like he doesn't care, oh, homie cares. Trust me, he cares. And it was huge. This was a huge game. And to me, I, I'm so shocked. Justin, um, Justin Fields. We'll get to we'll get to we'll get to some stats in a second. So Justin Fields, he threw for 123 yards, completed 17 at 28 attempts. He had three touchdowns. He also led in rushing yards with um, 15 carries for 178 yards and one touchdown. 178 yards from a quarterback. That's freaking insane. That's how... Yeah, that's insane. Okay, Darnell Mooney, he led in receiving yards with seven receptions for 43 yards and one touchdown. Tua, he threw for 302 yards, completed 21 as 30 of his attempts, and had three touchdowns. His leading rusher was Jeff Wilson Jr. with nine carries for 51 yards. While Tyreek Hill led with that receiving um, yards with seven receptions for 143 yards and one touchdown. This game literally went all the way down to the wire, and we're going to get to it right now. So in the first quarter, Cairo Santos gets a 32-yard field goal, putting the the Bears on the board early, 3-0. Raheem... Moser had a one-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Jason Sanders gets extra point, making it 7-2-3. Going into the second quarter, Cole, Cole Kemp had caught a 18-yard pass from Justin Fields, which resulted in a touchdown. Cairo Santos gets extra point, making it 10-2-7. Then Tyreek Hill had three-yard, sorry, caught a three-yard pass from Tua, which resulted in a touchdown. Jason Sanders at the point, making it 14 to 10. Up, oh, then here comes a really big play by our special teams. The Andrew Van Ginkle um, uh, returned 25, had a 25 yard return from a plunk, a punt, sorry, a punt block, which results in a what a touchdown. Jason Sanders hits the extra point, making it 21 to 10. Game is looking kind of slim, but with a minute and 53 seconds left in the half, Darnell Mooney catches a 16-yard pass from Justin Fields, which results in a touchdown. Cairo Sanders gets an extra point, making it 17 to 21 going into halftime. That's the game here. 
So then we got Jalen Waddle uh, with catches an 18-yard pass from two, of which results in the touchdown. Gets a standard kick extra point, making it 28 to 17. And Justin Fields then has a 61-yard run, which results in a touchdown. Fields and company decide to stay on the field to go for two. Justin Fields passes to um, Trayvon Wesco, which made the two-point conversion good, making it 25-28. to Game is still here, y'all. And then right after that, uh, just uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. catches a 10-yard pass from Tua, which results in a touchdown. Jason Sanders um, kicks the extra point, making it 35-25, 10-point game. Let's see if they could do it, catch up in the fourth quarter. And here's what happened. Cole Kemet Kemet catches a four-yard pass from Justin Fields, which results in a touchdown. Tyrell Sanders kicks the extra point, making it 32-35. We are getting real, real, real jazzy here. So, from that point, the, mm, I'm going to say it like this, the rest of the fourth quarter was pretty, you know, back to back to back, lots and lots of three and outs. However, Justin Fields played very, very well, and then he almost was able to get down that field to um, try to score, but it just wasn't happening. But pretty much the Bears had six plays, and they only got 14 yards out of six plays so it just wasn't it wasn't doing what it needed to do however the bears played a really tough game and the, the dolphins looked really good it was it was a good game that was a good game i'm not gonna hold you we're gonna get to now the trash game of the week you guys are probably like you probably have an idea which is probably two games you're probably picking from and I'm going to save you all the time because I am here to now trash my favorite quarterback of all time. And that is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is not a punk. He is not. He is not food. He is not trash. But the way the Packers have been playing, you would think that Aaron's out injured or something's not right. It's just everything is wrong in Green Bay. Everything. The Packers lost to the Detroit Lions. 9-2. to let me tell you how because it took the Packers till the third quarter to even score it took the Lions and the Packers to to the Lions in the second quarter to score so you know this game was boring as heck a lot of shaking your head lots of intercepts it was just a freaking disaster so let's get to it Aaron Rodgers threw for 291 yards, cleared 23 out of 43 of his attempts. He had one touchdown, but three interceptions, three ignorant interceptions on the uh, uh, in the red zone. It was just no, 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 no. But he also landed rushing yards with four carries for 40 yards. That's what I mean. This game was a mess. Our leading receiver was Alan Lazard with four receptions for 87 yards and one touchdown. Now. Jared Goff did not play a better game. And this situation is just, again, this the Packers team is really, really bad. Aaron, I'm sorry, Jared Goff, he threw for 137 yards, completed 14 out of 29 attempts. He had two touchdowns and one interception. Sounds like he played better than Aaron. When it comes to, he didn't throw as many interceptions. His, but he did throw two touchdowns. 
but yeah. Mm -mm. Jamal Williams, he led in rushing yards with 24 carries for 81 yards. And our leading receiver was Amon Ra St. Brown with four receptions for 55 yards. So let's, this, this game is so ridiculous. It was just so bad and just so sad to watch. So no one scored in the first quarter. No one even got ends on the first quarter. But in the second quarter, with 15 seconds right before the half, Shane Zylus catches a one-yard pass for Jared Goff. Um, and that results in a touchdown. Goff and company decide to stay on the field to go for two points. Jamal Williams runs it in and gets that two-point conversion, making 8-2-0 going into the half. In the third quarter, Alan Lazar catches a 20-yard pass from Aaron Rodgers, which results in a touchdown. The Packers attempt to go for two here, and it was no good. It also was technically, to be honest, the Packers are not in a position where they can go for two. Yes, you. to me, again, you have the better quarterback, but this is not the better team right now. Not at all. The um, NFC North is... It's the Vikings, it, it is, and they deserve it. Um, the J- James Mitchell in the fourth quarter has a three has the three yard pass from Jared Goff, which results in a touchdown. Michael Bagley kicks extra point, making it 15 to six with six minutes and 36 seconds left on the clock. Jason, sorry, Mason Crosby kicks the 25 yard field goal, pushing up the Packers to nine to 15. However, that is the last time either team went to that end zone. I was very shocked by this game because if you ask me, with this Lions team, could they beat the Packers? My answer would have been flat out, no way. A one in six Lions team, I was not seeing beating the Packers. However, they did. And I am I am just, I was in awe. I was all about this game. So our last game I want to talk about before we go to commercial break is going to be another game where I have to talk about it because Holly was swagged out in the on the plane, and it's going to be the Minnesota Vikings versus the Washington Commanders. Kirk Cousins is that guy. He talked that talk because he was definitely getting ragged on by Washington fans in the stadium because everybody was confused, like, what happened to Kirk Cousins? But he definitely get got active. Well, another thing with the commanders, they need to start playing to Heineke's strengths. If Heineke's going to be your quarterback, because we all know Carson Wentz is not the guy. So, and I think Carson Wentz is like, guys, I'm not the guy. So it's like, it's time for you guys to really pour into Heineke and get him ready. But I don't see that happening yet because we are trying to make Heineke throw some Tom Brady passes with Heineke is a mobile quarterback. So let's get to it. Heineke, he threw for 149 yards, completed 59 20 attempts. He had two touchdowns and one interception. The leading rusher was Brian Robinson Jr. He had 13 carries for 54 yards. The leading receiver was Curtis Samuels with three receptions for 65 yards and one touchdown. Let's go over to the Minnesota side. Kirk Cousins, he threw for 265 yards, completed 22 out of 40 attempts. He had two touchdowns and one interception. Dalvin Cook led in rushing yards with 17 carries for 47 yards, while Justin Jefferson led in receiving yards with seven receptions for 115 yards and one touchdown. So let's get to it. Let's get to it. In the first quarter, 
um, Justin Jefferson catches a nine-yard pass from Kirk Cousins, which results in a touchdown. Greg Phil kicks extra point, making it 7-2-0. And that's the last time anyone saw the end zone in the first quarter. So if you were at the Commanders game, you probably would brought your mind. Also, you're very hot. It was a very hot day. On In the second quarter, you got Joey Slade, a 44-yard field goal at the end of the second quarter, and which results in, in the kick was good, making it 3-2-7 with the Vikings leading going into the half. In the third quarter... The third quarter with all the commanders because Curtis Samuels catches a 49-yard pass from Taylor Heineke, which resulted in a touchdown. Joey Slick gets your point, making it 10 to 7. Commanders are, t- are now dominating this game going into the fourth quarter. Because the only time anyone touched the third touched the um the touchdown mark in the third. The fourth is where it gets jazzy. Dags. Malin catches a six-yard pass from Taylor Heineke, which results in a touchdown. Joey Slide catches catch your point, making it 17-7. Coming out about to be about to do a huge upset on a six and one team. However, however, John Gray, Joseph Kate, 25-yard field goal. It's, um putting up the Vikings 10 to 17. Taylor Heineke does a very crucial interception. Which then um, the Vikings capitalize off of because Dalvin Cook has a catch of a 12 yard pass from Kirk Cousins, which results in a touchdown. Greg Phillips extra point tying the game 17 to 17. With 12 seconds left on the clock, Kirk Cousins and company march down that field because they get to um, give opportunity to Greg Joseph to get a 28 yard field goal, which was good, ending the game 20 to 17. Whew. It got real quiet down in the nation's capital. So we're going to take a quick break and we are going to come back with Nora's Game of the Week right after this. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Again, if you're looking into your starting your own podcast and don't know where to turn go to anchor and download that app Click on anchor you can record your podcast at your podcast and even add sound effects and publish all on your phone tablet or computer anchor is the app for you when you're trying to start your podcast before we go into the game we gotta talk about our next sponsor which is ozel brand shout out to ozel brand for making some of the coolest and flyest kicks and cleats for you all you gotta do is go to ozelbrand.com and you can get your custom made cleats and sneak why not be the flyest in your group okay shout out to you ozel brand thank you for again sponsoring this episode so it's time to talk about it we're gonna do something we're gonna talk about a, a, a game that you probably like you probably think we're going texas and cheese Right, you're probably thinking that because that game went to overtime and it was crazy. But we are going to go somewhere else. We're going to go to my home state. We're going to go to New York. We're going to talk about them Bills and the Jets. Huge moment. The Jets beat the Bills 20-17. This is The reason why this game is so dope is because the Jets haven't beat the Bills in such a long time. The Jets have been a sorry team for a long time. But, you know, I got to give the 
the Jets props. They're six and three. They got a strong defense. Zach Wilson doesn't look horrible. It it was a great game. It was a good game of football. At the same time, the Bills, the Bills are hot. They're red hot. Answer the game. People were like, again, if you asked me a year ago, who's going to win this game, the Jets or the Bills? I was like, Psh, duh, the Bills. And I did pick the Bills on my show last week to win this game. However, the Jets took it home, shut my mouth, and it gave us a really, really good game. So let's get to our leaders. We have... Josh Allen, he threw for 205 yards, completed 18 out of 34 of his attempts. He had two interceptions. However, Allen also led in rushing yards with nine carries for 86 yards and two touchdowns. Stephon Diggs led in receiving yards with five receptions for 93 yards. Zach Wilson, he threw for 140, sorry, 154 yards, completed 18 out of 25 of his attempts and had one touchdown. Michael Carter. He threw for, you know, sorry, he had 11 rushing yards with 12 carries for 76 yards and one touchdown. Our leading receiver was Garrett Wilson. He had eight receptions for 92 yards. So let's get to the game. In the first quarter, Josh Allen had a one yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Tyler Baskett, the extra point, putting the Bills on the board first, 7 2 0. At the end of the first quarter, Greg Zerlin kicked a 53 yard field goal, which put the Jets on the board, but made it 3 2 7. In the second quarter, Josh Allen had a 36 yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Tyler Baskett extra point, making it 14 2 3. Michael Carter with 32 minutes, sorry, 32 seconds left on the clock. Had a six-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Greg Zerlin kicked the extra point, making it 10-14 going into the half. In the third quarter, James Robinson catches a seven-yard pass from Zach Wilson, which results in a touchdown. Greg Zerlin kicked the extra point and making it 17-14 the first time the Jets had a lead in this game. In the top of the first quarter, Tyler Bath kicked the 51-yard field goal, which was good, tying the game 17-17. With a minute and 43 seconds left on the clock, Greg Zerlin kicked a 28-yard field goal, which was good, putting the Jets up 22-17. The Jets' defense shut down Allen for the rest of the game, and that is how the Jets won this game. It was some great defensive plays, great defenses, great like stellar offensive work it was a really good football game and that's why this game is my game of the week shout out to my new york teams for running it up when the giants are six and two the the um, jets are six and three and the bills are six and two that is what i'm talking about new york run it up love it love it love it okay guys Next week, you'll hear another episode of the NFL Digest where you will hear your girl cover week 10 football. And you also get your V report will be back in action. We will not, actually, I take that back. We will have an episode for the V report and the NFL Digest the week of Thanksgiving. Your NFL Digest will come to you on Wednesday instead of Thursday because your girl's going to be watching the games and she's definitely going to be preparing for the holiday so until next time you guys stay safe out there again it is 
we are now officially getting closer and closer to actually winter vibes, which means time is going to be time to give you a good sick. So be careful out there. Take care of yourself and be blessed. Bye.